It's time for the Fun Size Show! Welcome back to Fun Size, your fun size bit of pop, the Fun Size Podcast. That's right, I'm Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and today we are playing our silly little game show, The Fun Size Show. And today on the show, we have someone on the other end of the pop line. Please introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Tracy Yeshulis. Tracy Yeshulis, welcome to The Fun Size Show. You a fan of The Fun Size Show? I am. Mm-hmm. You, it's just the right size, right? Just the right size. That's Anything what they all more say. would be a waste. Well, there you go. That's how I look at it. <laughs> Today, you've picked out an artist in a song, and I have 10 questions and three guesses to try to ascertain the artist in the song. Are you ready to do this? I am ready to rumble. Okay. This is your first real podcast appearance, right? It is. Uh-huh. Well, you know, they, they say you're a virgin for short, but not for long. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Feels like the first time. Now, if you pick a foreigner song, we're in trouble. So, All right, so here we go. We're, we're getting ready to play our game. I want you to log in the song and the artist. Okay. Boop, boop, beep. Beep, boop. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's lock and load. Cue that nervous... Tense bass thinking music. <laughs> All right, here we go. First question Is this song by a group, a duo, or a solo performer? It would be a group. A group. Hmm. Correct. Okay. Let's see. What kind of genre would you say that this song is, is from or in? Alternative. Alternative music. That could be so many things. Correct. Well, um, I can give you a little hint. It would, it would also be classified as indie, if indie. that helps in any way. So I'm going to ask you this question directly. What, what decade was this? Uh, it was released in 1991. How about that? Yeah, because that's really when alternative, what we would come to know as alternative, kind of really started to happen, right? Yeah. But it was weird because alternative at the time could mean everything from the Cherry Pop and Daddies to Atlantis Morissette to the Brian Setzer Orchestra <laughs> to the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones to Hootie and the Blowfish. So it was it was all over the place. And of course you had your Soundgarden and Smash Mouths and stuff like that. So yeah, it was a, it was a weird classification. But it was basically everything that wasn't hair metal rap or country that was alternative right pretty much yeah mm -hmm. that would be accurate okay so we have a group from the alternative side of things what and and, and it's the 90s 1991 specifically thank you for that extra clue sure. now this group are there any female members in the group no so it's it's a sausage fest <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So question number five. Did this band have an unusual look? No. Really? Really. But see, that's a dangerous question too, right? Because what's an unusual look in rock and roll at this point? True. True. Hmm. So they didn't have like a lead singer with a weird haircut or... 
No, they were standard looking rockers. How about that? So they're just typical rockers, not necessarily four guys waiting for a bus or four guys playing softball, but rockers. They looked like rock stars. Correct. Hmm. Is the lead singer still with us? No, he is not. Okay, now that, you would think that would narrow things down a bit, but no, no. <laughs> There's uh, a bunch of people. There's Alice in Chains lead singer, Lane Stanley, and uh, Soundgarden, of course, Chris Cornell, and Nirvana. But that does take Pearl Jam off the table. So there we go. That's not a question, that's just a statement. Correct. Okay. I, I understood the statement. <laughs> Groovy, man. Uh, was there a big video for this? There was a video. I wouldn't say it was a big video. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I think I'm in the right neighborhood. I'm not asking you if I am. I really think I'm in the right neighborhood with some of the questions that I asked. I guess we'll find out when I get pie in my face if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, question seven. Was this a big hit? Well, hmm, I'm not. I'm gonna say no. Not a big hit. Mm-hmm. It it had its share of airplay. Okay. How many members in the band? Um, well, let me count. (laughs) Six. Six band members? Correct. Oh my God. Well, this does mess things up. Now, (laughs) is this six at one time or six overall? Nope. At one time. Oh no. Then I'm in trouble. (laughs) <laughs> because Soundgarden is four. But Lane Stanley was also... Lane was also in Mad Season. Ah, oh, see, I want to give you a hint, but I yeah. think it'll it'll yeah. give it away. Right, it, it probably would. Probably would. <laughs> so, uh... uh a grunge band. I know you didn't say grunge band. You said alternative. But the lead singer has uh, You left... could probably say grunge. Yeah. Grunge might be accurate. Yeah. 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 Which was a weird distinction in the alternative camp, right? There is alternative and grunge. Right. And ska and everything else. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, boy. Six members. I'm trying to think who had six members in a band that was famous enough that their lead singer would kick. Not that it matters how famous you were. Whether It's not like, hey, you're really famous. Your lead singer has to die now, right? That's, yeah, not, right. that's not a thing, right? That's not. I'm sorry, but you sold enough albums. All that's left is death and the greatest hits compilations. <laughs> okay, now it wasn't, it couldn't have been the song with the Bumblebee girl in it because... Uh, the rain song, you know what I'm saying? Because that was a big video. Yeah, no, that was, this a, was huge a huge video. Yeah, Pearl Jam, they're all still alive. Yes, they are. And Soundgarden had four. Alice in Chains had four. 
I really am in trouble here. <laughs> Where is this band from? Well, that's a loaded question, really. Mostly, I would say, uh, uh, Seattle. Mm. More or less. Uh, you've tricked me. What do you mean? You have tricked me. How have I tricked you? The lead singer is Chris Cornell. The band is Temple of the Dog. Ding, 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 ding. That's correct. I did it. Okay, now the Good song. Good job. Now the song. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I can't believe you figured that out. Well, <laughs> it, it, it threw me for a loop. Like, you had to be, like, sweating it when I was, like, dancing all around Soundgarden, right? But oh, on this yeah. And Pearl Jam. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time... That band kind of like, you know, there's that spot in your car where the rear view mirror doesn't show everything. Mm -hmm. That this band, Temple of the Dog, is in that same spot where on one side you see Pearl Jam and on the other side you see Soundgarden, right? Right. And I was waiting to see if you were going to ask how many albums they did. Yeah. Because that would have been an easy answer. Mm. So... Now the song. Yeah, that, this is tough because there's only a couple that they that kind of charted. You know what I mean? Yes. <sighs> I think that the two biggest songs from that was Hunger Strike and Say Hello to Heaven. I'm going to go with Hunger Strike. That's guess two. You are correct. I did it, folks. You I won. did it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed. Without further ado or further ado, Tracy, please introduce the song and artist. The song is Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog. Oh, come on. Give it your FM DJ voice. Come on. <laughs> All right. The song is Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog. <laughs> good job, good job. <laughs>
I love this song. So why did you pick this track? I love this entire CD, but that, that track in particular, um, there's a lot of underlying meaning that I really appreciate. Mm -hmm. Tell us why. You know, I don't want to get political, but it talks about how, you know, people have a lot and then other people have nothing. And, mm -hmm. you know, people are stealing bread from other people. You know, like there's a lot of play on words, but it really is about kind of like the way of our world right now where a lot, somebody has a whole lot and somebody doesn't have much at all. And I'm going hungry. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I like it a lot. Very good. Very good. It's it's kind of been a standard theme in rock, right? Right. You guys give it to the man, right? Kind of, yeah. Now, for those that don't know, Temple of the Dog was an American rock group that formed in Seattle. It was conceived by vocalist Chris Cornell of Soundgarden as a tribute to his friend, the late Andrew Wood. And we had members of Pearl Jam and, and Soundgarden in this band. So it was like, I think, in a way, the first grunge supergroup, if you will. I would agree. Excellent choice. Wow, that one came out of left field. <laughs> when my husband and I first started dating, we that was the Temple of the Dog CD was the soundtrack of our dating. Uh, he owned it. I had never heard of them, but we played it a lot, and I ended up loving it a whole lot more than he did. Yeah, he got so sick I of it. So I confiscated it, <laughs> and uh, it always holds a special place in my heart. I know that's sappy and all, but... Because it reminds me of then when I listen to it. Wow. This is not the, the album I would probably pick to like, you know, pick up chicks by, right? This is not like the go-to <laughs> no. album. No. This is well, not I'm... Led Zeppelin four, as we all know from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Right. But I'm not your ordinary girl either. <laughs> That's true. You get turned on by a hungry guy and one that sounds like a pirate. Yo ho ho and a <laughs> bottle of rum. I'm going hungry. He sounded like he was really hungry. Really hungry. Yeah. Hungry like the wolf. Oh, I no, don't mind <laughs> stealing bread. <laughs> How did that guy have a career? I love, listen, I, I really enjoy Pearl Jam. Me too. But seriously, he's got a voice like Johnny Cash's that like nobody else would put up with that. Right. Like, if Johnny know. Cash tried to get a job in just about any band, they'd throw his ass out. True. Because they'd go, sorry that you, you're not fitting our vision. But Yeah, wh what is that I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah, same with, same with Eddie, Eddie. Eddie Vedder. Yeah. You know, and the thing about Eddie is, Eddie can sing like nobody's business sometimes. I think he's a great singer, but... He is a fantastic singer, but there are times when it's a, it's a mumble. Yeah, it's, it's a pirate range. It is. Arg. Arg. I wonder if Eddie Vedder ever does talk like a pirate day. <laughs> Every day is talk like a pirate day at the Vedder residence. Yeah, with Eddie Vedder. I don't mind stealing bread. <laughs> oh. Could you imagine him like in the Partridge family? <laughs> Come on, get happy. It just doesn't work. Feeling happy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's certain voices that could not go in another band. <laughs> you know, if only Chris Cornell would have had a fun-sized candy bar, he might not have been hungry. Oh, it's true, though. Right. Just think, if he would have had a fun-sized candy bar, 
this song wouldn't have been made. No, because he would not have been going hungry. Yeah, that snack would have held him over. He would have been satisfied instead. <laughs> Snickers satisfied. <laughs> Not excellent job. You almost stumped me. Which I tried. Could be very painful. <laughs> I know some girls are into that, but <laughs> And some guys are into it too, I hear. Hot. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> As you know, we talk about fun-sized candy bars here, and even though you did not stump me... Quit rubbing it in. <laughs> we're going to let you pick a fun-sized candy bar. Which one would that be? Do you have a favorite fun-sized candy bar? <sighs> well, my favorite of all is peanut butter cups. Mm, excellent choice. You know, but the fun size size of those is just way too small. <laughs> I know. It's really a tease sometimes. It is. It's, it's almost like just getting the tip of something. And nobody wants just the tip. That's true. Very true. I think that's on the Statue of Liberty, if I remember correctly. I think it might be. There you no go. one wants just the tip. That's right. <laughs> so yeah. you would go with uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? I would, yes. Very yep. good. Okay. All right. Well, take this and get out of the studio. I understand that you're going to be doing something with our cheap talk show at some point. Rumor has it that I am, yes. Very good. Well, we will see you there as well. That's our, that's our other show, all about the great band Cheap Trick, so, which is one of your favorite bands. Absolutely. And mine too, oddly enough. Strange how that happens. Yep. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the Fun Size Show today, and we will see you all on the next episode of your Fun Size Show. Say bye, Tracy. Bye, Tracy. And that's our show. The Fun Size Show is part of the Pop, a pop culture podcast network, a concept from the dumbass mind of the podfather, Ken Mills. Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it today. And if you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter, and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying, remember to make every day fun-sized. There, that was romantic, right? Passionate, yeah. No, Brony, that was too little too late. Too little? You said it was a good size. When a girl says it's a good size, it's a nice way of saying that it's small. Hey!